I know. I know. Listen, before I even get into it, I know. Some of you are already triggered because you know I'm going to talk about the Doctrine and Devotion Southwest Conference and you just can't handle it. You're all upset that we're doing a little promo or something and there's like it's like 0.5% of you that are all like, oh, why are you always talking about these things? You just get, get into the stuff. Why you got to turn it into a commercial? Uh, because this is awesome, bro. That's why. And I wouldn't say girl because ain't no girl as triggered as you bros. Anyways, the Southwest Conference is going down Saturday, March 21st at 10 a.m. in Burleson, Texas. It's a one-day conference at Graceview Baptist Church. It's going to be awesome. It's on contending for the gospel, protecting orthodoxy, and promoting unity. You got to be there unless you're a little kid who gets triggered easily about ads. Anyways, for more information, go to DoctrineAndDevotion.com and register. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor and occasional radio host. <laughs> oh, lead pastor of Redeem Fellowship really? in St. Charles, Illinois. Really? <laughs> I'm on the radio. I'm big time, dude. Oh, what do you do? What are you doing? Executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. You say a pastor, not on the radio, though. Mm-hmm. No. I was on AM 1150. AM 1150. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know what it was. Whoa. I was on with these guys, man. Mm. Ian Simpkins, man. Very cool dude. Mm-hmm. Um, very cool show. And uh, he was just like, let's just talk about whatever. It was, uh, I can't, listen, I, honestly, because I was invited. Here's the truth. They've asked me to go on this radio show for like a year and a half. And I've said no. And I finally, okay, I'll do it. Because last year I wasn't going to do it. And this show, because I couldn't, it was too crazy of a year. This show, I'm like, I'll go and do it. Ian seems like a cool guy. Super cool guy. Super cool radio station. And uh, I had a really good time. It was a lot of fun. So did did Ian thank you? For what? Just for the gig that he now has. Why would he do that? Because it's the gig we turned down. Oh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know if that's I will I'm go look saying, at my text messages. Okay. <laughs> okay, listen, Ian. And I love right, the right. fact that okay. you didn't remember that. Okay. We get a lot of invitations to do stuff, okay? I don't know what it is. You know what's funny? Here's what's we, funny. Because we're like, there's no way we can do that every day. Or, you no, know, we can't. No every day. No it, it was like four or five days a week. You know, like just, uh, so, yeah. Did he thank you? I don't think he understands. <laughs> uh, he, he probably doesn't know. So here's what happened. It was. Uh, He's going to learn today. It was. What was it? It was. Uh, two, when, do we have, when do I have my small group? Thursday night. No, Tuesday no, night. No, Tuesday night. You so have Tuesday, I'm on my way to small group. Kids in the back, wife's in the front. It's 545. And I go, hey, Jen. And it literally just occurred to me I'm on the radio right now. We recorded this thing. It's on the radio right now. I'm on the radio with Phil. Wait, what's his name? Ian. Ian. I'm on the I'm on the radio with Ian right now. I go, let me turn it on. So AM yeah. 11, I found it. Yeah, and Ian's a great guy. He's a very cool guy. Played it, and uh, yeah, she was not impressed with me. <laughs> She's always like, all right. <laughs> Good I'm job. like, oh, I'm on the radio. She's like, you're talking about whiskey. I'm like, well, you asked me about whiskey. What do you want me to do? I mean, it's not like that. It wasn't my choice. And she's like, it's AM. I gave it. She was. She was. She's like, if it was FM, maybe I'd listen. But uh, AM. Oh, Dan. If it was Kayla, Dan, that's not. I, yeah, I would Dan, be on. I'm really sorry for what Jed said there. Dan Ehrman, let me tell you. Hey, listen, come and hang out with us. Maybe it wouldn't be so hard on you. Dan Ehrman works at the radio. First of all, station. I'm not hard on Dan. Yeah, you are. No, you that's... always make fun of him in his hair. That's you. No, you. Dan, admit, listen to me. No, Dan Ehrman at WYLL. Bro. Bro. Uh, Jimmy makes fun of your hair. No, no. Every don't. time we talk about you. And we talk about you at least no, once a week. You are bearing <laughs> false witness. You better all, don't you? I don't want Dan thinking that. Dan, he has never mentioned your hair once. I will. No, well, but I've also never made fun of him. So you no, better, you've never you, made fun of him. Thank you. Okay. No, but Dan, your hair is thick, dark, and luxurious, and I hate Man. it. It's not appropriate. 
Gosh, don't do that. Then I'm gonna get a text from Dan saying, "What? Why would you do that?" No, Dan is one of the nicest. Exactly. Guys that's why I'm trying Super to say, don't, nice. don't, don't, don't. I can joke with a lot, a lot of people, but not someone that's like, like genuinely nice like that. No, Dan is a now. Good Steve, guy. I talk about Steve all the time. Okay, Steve's a tool. Yeah, Steve, you, mean, you mean McCoy, right? McCoy, of obviously. Okay, obviously. <laughs> you know, what are you gonna do? So yeah, you've been you've been on the radio. I've been watching uh, shows. I finally uh, I finally watched uh, Chernobyl. It makes no sense to me that you would watch Chernobyl because you only watch movies like Step Up well, and know, TV shows you, like The Masked well, Singer. I know. How you, are you watching? But you told me it was really good. You wanted to watch I, I it. I said it looked yeah, good, Yeah, you said but let's watch it together. And how I just, do, I told you, you know. How do you make it through? It doesn't even make sense. Michelle Michelle likes Chernobyl. You're telling me Michelle likes Chernobyl. No, she, she didn't watch it. It wasn't. Um, you never watch shows without Michelle. Every time I ask you, why don't you watch shows? like, Michelle wouldn't like it. Greg, Greg wanted to watch it. And so Greg and I would watch it together. Greg Girl. Greg you're Earl. you're pulling my leg. No, no. You watch an HBO show with Greg Handsome Esquire Earl. Yeah, we'd we'd meet up and we'd. Uh, you take him to France. <laughs> you take him to the UFC <laughs> fights in Vegas. You, would just, you don't watch any shows I, with me. So I, I we wanted to watch it, and you are the worst friend ever. What are you I'll tell you right about? now, you are the are you worst. I mean, you're a great friend to Greg. Obviously, no, I'm a great friend to you Greg too. is your best friend. I did. I, I, you, what is going on here? I get nothing. I get I, all I, the only Jimmy podcast. I get you get podcast. podcast. Yeah, I get podcast, podcast wife. That's what I get. Podcast wife. Yeah, you're podcast wife. You're that's your status. Wife. That's this your status. It's fine. Thing. There's nothing about, wrong with that. Let's talk about marriage. We're going to get a divorce. We should <laughs> talk about marriage in the 1689 <laughs> confession. All right, Joe. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, paragraph one. I hope there's an article on divorce because I'm divorcing my podcast wife, Jimmy Fowler. What, what is what is? Like, relax. Hey, 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 hey. You sound like one of those bros that get triggered that you're talking about in the intro. Yeah, I am kind of acting. Like yeah, that. you are acting like yeah, that. So there you go. All right, here we go. <laughs> Chapter twenty-five, paragraph Chapter one. Twenty-five. Marriage is to be between one man and one woman. Hater. Very, very narrow. <laughs> it's a very, very traditional ver- view of marriage. Neither is it lawful for any man to have more than one wife. Anti Mormon. Nor for any woman to have more than one husband at the same time. Obviously. <laughs> It's actually a great – what I love about the 1689 and its chapter on marriage is that it's extremely relevant. Yeah. I mean like you yes. talk about all the – okay, yes. the Pope is the Antichrist. Maybe you don't feel like that's that relevant. I do. But this is super re- – cutting edge yeah. relevant yeah. and it was yeah, yeah. Re- put together in 1689. Man, it's just great. So, Joe, I mean, one of the, what's one of the first things that kind of stick out as, as we read that? Well, clearly it is that marriage is a gift – from God. It's not just the invention of man. It's, it's, it's not just a tradition. Of course, there are many traditions related to marriage and, you know, we kind of come up with our own ways of doing it, but marriage is something that was designed by God and given to humanity. Genesis two twenty four. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become yeah. one flesh. Listen, this is like, I've done, I've done a lot of, obviously pastors do a lot of weddings and, um, this is a serious thing. Like it is an exciting thing. And by the way, if you're wondering, uh, at Redeemer, I only marry people here at the church who are members of our church. If you're not a member, yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I didn't, first of all, I ain't got time with it. I got time to do that stuff. But for our members, absolutely. Anybody, any any of our members that want to get married, we're all in. 
And one of the things that we emphasize is that this is not just a social contract yeah. that people came up with. This is something that God himself has instituted. And here is the essence of yeah. it, that, that you are supposed to, if you're getting married, join with uh, a man or a woman, right? If, of the opposite, person of the opposite sex, we'll say it mm-hmm. that way, right? You're supposed to join with that person, hold fast, and you become one. A new family is born yeah. in that covenant. And so, Joe, like when you talk about marriage as a gift from God, it's one that's been instituted by God. I think that's really important that we understand, like, and you're talking about how it's it's relevant today, right? Then, mm. then God alone gets to define what yes. marriage is, yeah, right? And God alone gets to set the purpose of marriage, right? Exactly. And so, I think that's that's really relevant for today because we try to say, well, no, my feelings. Yeah. Get to get to define what marriage is or what love is or what the purpose of marriage is, right? Mm-hmm. But as you're talking about, it's it's from God, so it's only him. So how would you define marriage? Or how would God? Let's say that. Let's let's just go that way. How would God define well, marriage? I, I, I will say how I would define marriage based on your based understanding, on what I understand of scripture. Of scripture is that it is an exclusive covenantal union between a man and a woman. Um that's essentially it, right? An exclusive covenantal union between a man and a woman that they would join together uh, until death. That's that's basically it. And so by God's design, I do think that it is designed to be heterosexual, right? Which means for Steve, yeah, what does that mean? For people like Steve McCoy, it means that it would be a man and a woman getting married, not two men and not two women. Mm-hmm. And it's not because we hate gay people and anything like that. It's we're talking about the design of God and the, the will of God and how it's supposed to work. So not only is it heterosexual, but it's also uh, monogamous, right? So I mean, we've got in there, right? In, in pa- paragraph one, it's to be between one man and one woman, right? So you, there, there's uh, clear boundaries there. But then very specifically, if that's not clear enough, you can't have more than one wife and a woman can't have more than one husband. Mm-hmm. It's a bad idea all the way up. Polyamory is just dumb. You're asking for misery if you're going down that path. Like you just, and here's the thing. Why, why would you, yeah, I mean, I agree because with you. Because women are I, awful, dude. That's why. What do you, bro, what do what you I, what think? I, what, they are the know, worst. You know I'm, I'm baiting you. You know <laughs> no, I'm setting you up. Why would you, well, don't, don't, don't. No, here's the truth. Don't. Here's the truth. <laughs> um, I met the best person I've ever met in my life. Not you, my wife. Right. She's the best person I've ever met in my life. She's the kindest. She's just she's the most wonderful person. And she can put up with me. Yeah, no, no, we're still so in awe that you guys are together. Okay, yeah. so here's the thing. If she were to die, I'm done. Be not and not because I'm so devoted to her d- devoted to her. If she were to die, I can remarry, I can do whatever I want. But there's no way that I would find somebody like her Mm-mm. that that I could resonate with, and there is Definitely no person that could deal with my nonsense. And Jen says I'm high maintenance. I don't know what that oh, means, but man. I, no, whatever. Jen, I have talked about this. You okay, are. We haven't talked about <gasps> Why would you? Yes, we have. So that's the. I would define it that way, right? Exclusive covenantal union between a man and a woman um, for life, right? This is your joining together to become one and to start this new family. This is scripture, of course, it speaks to this a bunch of scripture. Uh, yeah, and we'll go with Matthew 19, right? Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So, kind of the same what we I hear basically in, just read that in Genesis 2. Uh, yeah, nice, but hold try, on. Nice try, Jimmy. So, oh. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Yeah. So, they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man separate. So, there's no cause for divorce, no grounds for divorce ever. That's what Jimmy's saying. Okay. <laughs> if you get divorced, you are 
killing people. That's basically what Jimmy is saying. Okay, all right, I get you, Jimmy. What we've done? A, we've done get, an episode on divorce. Killing people because I'm trying. I don't know. <laughs> J- we've done a whole episode on divorce and remarriage. So you can uh, just go to doctrineanddevotion.com and in the search bar type in divorce, and you'll yep. find an episode on divorce where we talk about our view on that. And yes, we do think there are biblical grounds for divorce. All right, so Jimmy, let's talk about. Paragraph two, because there we get really into the purpose of marriage, which is something that you just alluded to, where it says marriage was ordained for the mutual help of the husband and wife. I love that phraseology. Mm. Ordained for the mutual help of the husband and the wife for the increase of mankind with a legitimate issue and for the preventing of uncleanness or to make it plain for Steve McCoy. Lust. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, like like you said, I, I love how beautiful that is for the mutual help. Of husband and wife, right? We so need help. We need help. And it's, it's, so here, Genesis 2 18. Mm-hmm. Then the Lord said to him, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Yeah. And so unfortunately, people hear that, or some people take that and they skew it the wrong way that, right. that it's her role to only help him. And he is the authority and she's the domineering. Helper. She's the helper. She's I'm. Buddy the Elf to Santa. That's what she is. What? <laughs> that's, that's what people think. That's what people think. But but it's the mutual help, right? It so is. it's it's not just the the wife is a help, but the husband uh, is is there for that mutual support and encouragement. And there's of course a ton of scripture that that speaks to this, right? Whether you're in Ephesians five or or whatever. But we're talking here about friendship and yeah. intimacy and support and yeah. accountability and protection. And yes, of course, there uh, there are ways in which men are supposed to protect women. Um, but there are other ways that maybe somewhat different ways in which women will protect men. Jen is my protection yeah. in many situations, right? She knows, like, hey, dummy, you if you do that. You're going to get burned. Yeah. And she knows because she knows me. She knows my weaknesses. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love the idea. I love that the that these old Baptists said that it was for mutual help. Because mm. if you are getting married, in part it means you need help. <laughs> and it's not just that you're in love. You, you are in love. You're in love. You're, you're, you're over the moon. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the best person in the world and all that. Yeah, yeah. But blah, blah, blah. Yeah. you need help. Yep. And this is the person that God has for you to help you in that. But it's also, Jimmy, for procreation. Oh, this is all you. Go Not ahead. Not amateur creation. Procreation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong? Go pro or go home, man. That's what, what? I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> procreation. So go ahead. I'm going to let you. Uh, having babies. Oh, having babies. Yeah. yeah. All of it. The process, getting up to having Be babies. Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth fill and sub- it it's sub- fill it. it with them babies <laughs> <laughs> so but it, but it also if you only have one kid and you're not trying to have more you're not filling the earth oh stop is that not what it means no stop stop Wait, stop stop don't you don't you con- don't you bind someone's conscience like oh, that oh did i bind somebody's conscience yes you did yeah you know who wrong. used to do that to me Steve McCoy. Steve McCoy. I know. That's, he used to do that yeah, to me. Yeah, that's why he is also known as Sleazy Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that he's not listening, but he's so involved in our podcast. Uh, he's on every episode. <laughs> so it says, for the increase of mankind with a legitimate issue. Yeah. Yeah, what's that legitimate yeah. issue, Joe? Well, in other words, we're not just... Um, getting married for no purpose and we're not having kids for no purpose the idea is is that we a part of of our of this mandate given to us by god is as as human beings to marry not that everybody has to get married no nope, settle down right. we'll get to that yep. but to be married to procreate and to develop culture and to subdue the earth it's a part of what we're supposed to do and so it is 
it is a gift. It is an opportunity. It's yeah. a responsibility. Um, you know, Jimmy's got three kids. I've got four kids. Um, some people only have one kid. Some people have one kid by choice. Some people only have one kid because they couldn't have any more. We're not about to tell you how many kids you should have, no. but that you should see children as a blessing from That's the right. Lord. That's right. That it is a gift that you should steward well. We've got people in our church band that so believe in this. They're like all in for adoption as well as natural childbirth. Mm-hmm. We've got people adopting all over the, we've got a small church, right? Yeah, Relatively yeah. small, medium sized church, maybe yeah. for some people. So three over 300 people here on Sunday. And um, we have a lot of people that adopt and people that choose to adopt, even though they can have plenty of kids, people that have kids and then adopt people that can't have biological kids and adopt. We have a big culture here. And, and that all stems from this belief that God gives us this, this gift of marriage. And that's the context in which, um, raising kids is ideal, right? It's really the, it's the, it's, it's the design. So people value children and they want to do it. So that's definitely one of the reasons is, is procreation. You're probably ready to talk about preventing uncleanness though. <laughs> that's what I'm ready to talk ah, about. You probably, so yeah. We're talking about sexual purity. First Corinthians. There was a reason you were sent to an all boys school. I'll just say that. Stop, there was stop. a reason why, you were why, sent why, to why an all boys why, military why, school why when you were a teenager. Do, there was a reason, you Jimmy. This? You want to talk about that reason or you want to talk about 1689? 1689. Okay, that's what I thought. So, why do you do this <laughs> Unclean. Everybody used to yell. <laughs> Jimmy would walk in. <laughs> unclean. They would yell unclean when Jimmy came into the high school. Why do you treat me so? All right. First Corinthians 7, but because of the temptation of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. The husband should give to his wife, wait, the husband should give to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the husband to, or her, the, but the wife to her husband. I'm sorry. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Yeah. Likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but oh. the wife does. Oh. Do not deprive one another, except perhaps by agreement for a limited time, that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Why do I always get the long Because it's funny. Because it's with funny. With the backlit. You know I got the iPad. It's not the best for like... Everything is backlit, you dummy. What are you talking about? <laughs> Every electronic <laughs> device is backlit. This thing is so weird. It's got a light emanating from the screen. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> People are going to hate this episode. <laughs> I don't like... care. As long as I like it. That's all I really like. So, okay. So, the idea of preventing uncleanness, we're talking about sexual purity. Yeah. And what's interesting is that in Paul, in for, did I not put enough in there? Bro. Too much? I couldn't see. All the right. glass is black. Okay, go ahead. So, because, um, oh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> stop it. You're being dramatic. Oh, stop. Let me see. All right, hang on. Do you, okay, you're being dramatic. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Okay. So, it, what's interesting is in 1 Corinthians, Paul makes an argument like, hey, you know what? In light of the, the way things are going right now in our culture, in our time right yeah. now, don't get married. That's his advice. You know what? Yep. Eh, you know, don't get married. If you're single, if you're widowed, just chill right now. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that thing. And there are reasons for that. Probably persecution and a lot of other things. Um, but Paul says don't. But then he makes this argument in 1 Corinthians 7, 2 through 5. Like, But here's the thing. Some of y'all have a hard time controlling yourselves. Yeah. Because we're, we're wired as sexual beings. We desire sex. Sex is a good thing. It's a I'm sorry. Yep. Sex is an amazing, awesome thing. Yeah. And it's a brilliant design of God. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's crazy. It's so amazing. I can't believe how awesome it is. Anyways. Um, because you can't control yourself if you're going to burn with lust. It's it's better for you if you can't exercise self-control, Paul says, to go ahead and get married. So yeah. one of the things here that the 1689 is saying is, is that marriage then gives you the proper context in which you can fulfill this this gift, this yeah. biological desire, 
Sex is a good thing, but it's good in the context of marriage between a man and a woman. And that's where it's meant to be enjoyed. So sex is not just for procreation. It's for that. But it's also for pleasure. Yeah. It's also a very good thing. It brings, it, it brings husband and wife very close mm. together emotionally, spiritually, and um, physically. Yeah, and obviously. Kind of hard to, to do it if you're not physically close. No, I'm, just, I'm hitting just, all the bases Okay, here. you want to be yeah, all bit, Even third base? Joe, Joe. <laughs> so one of the things you're talking about, what's great and wonderful and a gift, right? What brings people together? More than the Doctrine of Ocean Conference happening March 21st in Burleson, Texas. Probably sex between a husband and a wife. Yeah, I'm sure. But more, maybe, you know what? But after, that, after that, after that, is, is you know, the conference, the micro conference. We're going to have this one day conference. Don't call it micro conference. That's what it is. It's, it's a, a one day conference. Fine. One day conference. Our one day conference is more macro than G3. Okay. I'm just going to say that. I've never actually been to G3, so I can't speak on Me it. Neither have I. Well, then, well, you can't speak on that. Oh, you're for really? No, you can't. Sure I, can. no, no, no. I haven't been to the moon, but I know it's hollow. <laughs> I, know, I, haven't the, I haven't been to the moon, but I know it's made of cheese. I, I, I haven't seen Bigfoot, but I know he's real. <laughs> What's wrong with you? So this one-day conference will be mm-hmm. focusing on contending for the gospel. So Joe and I are going to be speaking. Space mm-hmm. is limited. The me more than before, Jimmy. Yeah. Wait. It may be. You're speaking more than me? Yeah, I've decided to reduce your, your talks. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so on the Friday, though, we've got our Hangout. Uh, again, both oh, of these are so spaces limited. Pretty soon, we're going to be sending out the invite uh, so people can register for the Hangout. So make sure you're registered for the conference so get you have now. the opportunity to get in on the Hangout happening on the 20th. It's going to be great. We're going to play pin the tail on the Fofo. It's going to be so what? much fun. Why? You guys want to be there for that. It's yeah, I've got a pinata made of Jimmy. <gasps> no, we're gonna no, do that. No, it's gonna be it's, no, it, the no, whole no. thing's gonna be awesome. Stop. It's gonna be great. Stop. You'll like it. Stop. It's a celebration. It's a, it's a, some people it's might a say fiesta? it's a fiesta. That's <laughs> what you're gonna say. I knew it as soon as it's a celebration. And some people, I knew exactly where you're going. You know. So, Joe, when we talk about marriage, mm-hmm. I mean, is it fair to say that marriage makes you whole? Yeah, that's really interesting, right? Because we kind of we kind of present that in within the church today. Everybody says that, right? Jerry Maguire, you complete me. You complete me, right? And we understand. And if you've been married, right? At least unless you got married to a total like train wreck of a person, most of us, like I would be like, wow, Jen com- makes me whole. I feel yeah. so much. I know you feel that nope, way with yep, your absolutely. Hopefully, our wives feel a little bit that way. Jen's like, I feel like seventy five percent with Jen. Not whole, but yeah. I tried to do like Michelle. You complete me like the square. You know the square oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like. She did like a little, like an oval. Yeah, she does like a crescent move. <laughs> she was like, <laughs> so it's like you know. Um, so there's a listen. There's nothing wrong with saying that my wife or my husband completes me. I feel whole because yes. of my life, because yeah. of God's design and the way I am. I yep. need that person. I feel lost without Michelle. Like it's 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 yeah. I get it. But at the same time, we want to be really careful because you are a person whole. Made by God, made in the image of God. So you're speaking relationally and very specifically about you yourself. But people are whole when they are single. They are not half a person. That's right. They are not a crescent moon of a person. <laughs> they are a full whole person. And like we know singles, we have singles in our church, right? Not a lot, right? Um, we have a few, we have a small number of singles in our church who are amazing, brilliant, yeah. godly examples of, of piety and theology. And, um, and then people will wind up saying like, I'm just going to say, people say dumb things to single people, especially yeah. single. They'll say like, why are you single? You're so pretty. They yeah. st- no, 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 no. Hey, hey, dummy. 
Don't say that. That's not helping. That, that's <laughs> you're not, not You're not helping. Or like, are you, are, are, are you trying? Yeah. Like, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, but you're a Are you Christian. putting yourself out there? Yeah. You know, there's something called Christian Mingle. You should get oh. on that thing. Um, listen, uh, most of the single people I know would like to be married someday. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just hasn't worked out for them for whatever reason in God's providence. And they know, they know better than we do typically that they are whole, yes. they are blessed by God. And um, so, yeah, listen, um, being married doesn't make you whole as if you're not whole when you're single, but relationally, if you find a person to marry, a, a good and godly person, you do feel complete because like, wow, like, wow, they are going to balance out parts of me that mm-hmm. are weak. And so you can talk about that as a married person, but singles are whole and too often the church doesn't really understand that so no, we often, be careful yeah often right. sometimes like when we talk about how does the church see singles right mm-hmm. they kind of treat them as bigger kids yes yeah, not necessarily that they're, that they're adults right if you were an adult you'd have a you know you'd be married with children kind of a thing right. um, but they see them as bigger kids instead of seeing them as uh faithfully walking through the season that the Lord has providentially put them in yeah for that season and it may be for their lives they're called the singleness yep Okay, so that's how callings work, right? God calls you to something until he calls you to something else. And so if he calls you to that, then that's what it is. I remember uh, Tim Smith. He's a pastor in Aurora. He he wasn't on staff here, but he was a worship leader here. He led small groups, helped us develop small group curriculum. Tim Smith, good guy, godly guy. Uh, He's one of those guys like, you know, Christian kid, loved the Lord, virgin, like, you know, didn't sleep around and stuff when he was Uh, young. Went to middle school with him. Did he have a rat tail or did you have a rat tail? He had the rat he tail. He had the rat tail. He had the rat tail with a jean jacket. Well, jean jackets are silk. Yeah, no, no, no. Not that one. Yeah. No, no, that one. So did it have the fringe on it? That would be great. If it had like the suede fringe no. on the acid washed jean jacket, that no, would I don't be remember. Fun. I don't remember it having a fringe because I was so in awe of the rat tail. The rat tail was the fringe. <laughs> the he had it with was, him all. He had was, his own fringe. <laughs> So Tim Smith, but I remember I remember talking to him about it. Like Tim Smith was getting you know older, and he's single, and he's a he's a nice dude. He has yeah. good hair. Uh, he's a godly man, a serious about the Lord, yep. Yep. in good shape, yep. you know. And and I I know he didn't say that. I'm just gonna speak for him. I know he was thinking. I do know this. I know he was thinking like, Hey Lord, like I've I've like kept myself pure for my future wife. How come I don't have a wife? I really mm-hmm. would like to be married. And uh, and I tried to set him up on a date with a girl that I met like at a Christian place. Mm-hmm. She she was she was a little crazy. So it did that, not work. That out. did not work out. Yeah. But yeah. then he met his wife. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and but but he got married. And now he's saying like I'm so glad God waited until I was like 30 to meet mm-hmm. the right one because she is totally perfect for me. But we do oftentimes see singles like as a project. We got to we got to fix yeah. them up instead of just loving them, bringing them into our lives, inviting them over to our yep. house. Yep. Uh, you know, if you make it not weird to invite single people over to your uh, parties, your dinners, your lunches, your Christmas celebrations, whatever, it's not weird for them. Don't make it weird. It's just a thing. Don't treat them like a project. They're just a per- they're a single. Yeah. Yeah. So just at, you just want to say. Uh, marriage isn't going to make you whole uh, as if you aren't a whole person in your own humanity. We want to be really careful about that. So our message to our single friends out there is love the Lord, love mm-hmm. your church, and be direct with dumb married people like us. Because sometimes we just we forget what it's like to be single. Yeah. You know, like some of us, like Jimmy got married when he was like, Michelle was like, what, 16 when you married Stop Michelle? Stop it. I don't know. First She's of all, Canadian. It, well, Canadian legal is 13. But yeah, continue. see, okay, there you go. But exactly. she was not 16. Oh, she was 17. Stop how, it. How old was she? 
How old was she? Yeah, how old was Michelle when you got married? 21. Ooh, really? You don't know. You have no idea. Yeah. I don't know how old Jen was when we got married. I don't know. Uh, 20? Uh, we were married in 1997. So whatever that, I don't know what the ages were. Though. I don't remember that. Yeah. I was 25. So yeah. She was 20. 21. You're five years older than your wife? Four. Holy smokes. That's weird, dude. How is that weird? Because in high school, you couldn't even date her. That's weird. All right, you Think know about what? that. That's Listen, weird. I don't need you. I'm just saying that is a weird thing. That, no, it's not. No, it's not. How is that weird? Would it be a weird thing for a senior in high school to be dating, to be dating a junior high girl? Would that be weird, Jimmy? Well, yes. But oh, now with okay, two then. adults. With two adults, young yeah. adults, yeah. it's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, Joe, what books would you recommend? Well, there's a lot of books out there that are on marriage that are really good. Honestly, um, I oftentimes link to or tell, send people to Pat, right? Because Pat has read way more on marriage than I, yeah. Pastor Pat at Redeemer Fellowship. And I tell people to talk to my wife because she has read more. Basically, what's happened is over the 22 years, 23 years of marriage, Jen reads all the books and she goes, this is a good one. Read this one. That's, mm-hmm. that's how it's been in my life. She's a good helper. So uh, little, little, she's, she's a good, uh, what? I, I just said helper. But what's the elf's name in buddy buddy she's a good buddy of the elf there you go um <laughs> you were looking at me so confused. i couldn't remember okay so I'll, I'll i'll name a couple off the top of my head okay tim keller's meaning of marriage oh pretty much everybody loves that book i know you like mark driscoll's book on marriage that was your favorite one <gasps> don't don't say that you were a you big fan you were promoting it. it all over the place i was not. helping to get to the new york times bestseller no, and buying like 500 no, copies at once no yeah you uh, 500 <laughs> copies at once no that was his church that was 500 that book 000. was lame okay but no but, i did not read that book uh, did you, any others that you can think of? Oh, no, no, we really didn't do the, you know, marriage book route. I, I don't know. That's we why tried you had to, so many. Tro- that's why you had so much trouble. It dude. probably is because <laughs> we were like trying to read them during our struggles, and I was just, like trying to be. And it became more of like, why can't you, you do this? You see what it says? You see what it says about talking you? about you, Jimmy? <laughs> so, but no, no, it was more me saying that to her. Oh, yeah, dang, it, that yeah. was a bad move. It was I know horrible. it was you. Yeah. You told me it was you. What? Remember episode one? Anyways. Episode one. I hate you. Episode one on backsliding. You you talked about how like you basically destroyed your wife. You bared your soul and you were very honest about like how bad of a husband you were. Yep. So anyways. And I shared nothing. Yeah, I know. I know. So anyways, that's why I think probably that left us with a bad taste in our mouth of like, nah, I read this book and it's great for people. Uh, We did. Here's the thing. It, oh, there's a lot of good books out there. There's a lot the, of great the books. The important thing is is to actually talk it through. Yeah. Jen and I read, before we got married, this is what we do. Before we got married, we read, a, we read a bunch of books on marriage. Before we had kids, we read a bunch of books on raising kids because we wanted to be on the same page philosophically. Yeah. Well, actually, it was Ted Tripp's book on raising kids. Oh, that Shepherding our, a Child's Heart. That helped our marriage even more. Right, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because was, I, I, reading it, I'm like, oh, I'm a pendulant child. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like reading it, I was like, Oh, I see my issues here now. There's no, my it, heart. It's it, funny, it right? It really exposed a lot more. That's a great book. Shepherd yeah. a Child's Heart is a really good yeah. book. Help my marriage. I owe everything to Ted Tripp. Hey, man, we like your mustache. We like your writing. Thank you for saving the Fowler yeah. household. Yep. Um, so Tim Keller's book is good. Um, uh, what did you expect is good? I'll be honest. What did you expect is good? Basically, the point is, is like you married a sinner. I read that. That was good. That was a good book, right? Yeah. But uh, it's more of an article. Like that. That would be yeah. like you don't. You don't need that a whole a book one. for that. Uh, but it's a good book. Um, what else? Uh, Married for God is pretty good. Um, I'm looking at a list here. 
We actually read, we, Jen and I read, we read a book by Hybels. We read a book, we read, uh, what was that? Love Languages? Who's that? Oh, yeah. Chapman. Gary Chapman. Is that Gary Chapman? Yeah. Steve Curtis Chapman? No, I said Gary. Gary Is it a Gary Chapman? I don't know. So we read I that it's one. Chapman. But well, listen, you can like it, not like it, whatever. But the point is, is that people do experience and express love in different ways. Yeah. And I'm the kind of guy, like, I like touch and verbal affirmation. So if Jen's like, you look really good mowing that lawn. I was like, ooh, girl. <laughs> I'm going to go that, mow it again. I'm going to mow it again. <laughs> um, uh, she don't care about that. Uh-uh. She, like, I, physical affection, like, I'm like, what's up? Like, holding my hand. I'm like, girl. But she is like, no. Nah. It would be like me doing the dishes. Like, that would make a, like, me going out of my way to do something for mm. her. That and Then she'd be like, whoa, he is thinking about me. Mm. So just knowing how people kind of think about love and expressing love and experiencing love is really helpful. Books are great, man. Just whatever you read, talk about it with your wife and talk, I would say, talk to people. Talk to experienced married couples. We have got some amazing, godly, super old people at our church that we, like, I will, I will tell people, talk to them. Yeah. They've been married 30 years, yep. 40 years, 45 years. Yep. Uh, talk to them because they know. They know experientially. They know they've got great wisdom. In fact, I've, I know Pat just had lunch with a couple uh, way empty nesters. Have their you know, grandparents now, and the wisdom that they have mm. from being married that long, being together, it, they have gone through everything, man. The people that have been married for 30 years, 40 years, they've gone through everything. Yeah. So, like, you're not going to freak them out when you go, well, I'm really struggling with this. Like, yeah. you know. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they, they've been there and they will guide you through it. So if you're part of a church that's healthy, you, where you can be honest and get discipled, boom, that's where you want to be. That, that's, that's uh, you know, if you want to find good book recommendations on, on marriage, you can go to, like, Westminster Seminary Books, WTSBooks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, look there. Uh, go to Crossway or something like that. A lot of good books on marriage. Main thing is, though, is to, to not just read it, but to talk it out with yeah. your spouse. That's yeah, going to yeah. be really good. Well, you know, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You could follow us online on Instagram really? and Twitter. Would we love to hear their thoughts? Love to. Really? Love to hear it. I'm not reading them. Instagram and Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook, slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DocsVotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast. Or hit the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh spot every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Later. You know how I know you're an amateur creator? How's that? You only got three. Bye. I hate you.